Hey everybody, welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode 274. I'm so, so happy that I actually got to give the intro today and that Colby didn't. Um, that's, that's Welcome that's to Bite Me Podcast, yeah, 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 no, the only like, podcast about video games. It's not. And video and game bites. stuff. <laughs> biting video games. Uh, no, we're not doing that this week. What we are going to do is talk about some video games we've played. You know, that one I added to my list. I actually did not play that. I was going to last night and I fell asleep. So I'm going to take that off the list. Um, we'll talk about that next week. It's going to be a surprise. Call that foreshadowing. Uh, we're going to talk about video games we've played. It was Lair of the Clockwork God, everyone. God damn That's it, what man. happens when you don't give me an intro. It was Lair of the Clockwork God. Um, I, I realized that I'd bought it on the Switch and then kind of forgot about it. Um <laughs> So there was actually like oh every games. Switch game I've ever bought. I know I bought Layer of the Clock- Clockwork God that I wanted to play and a game called um, oh shoot I'm gonna forget Jenny LeClue I believe was the other one. My my Switch purchases are I buy a game at fifty percent off and then never play it and then I buy it later on the Xbox for fifty percent off <laughs> and that's where I play huh. it. I don't think that that maths out very no, well. No, it Cole. doesn't. But yeah. I bought uh, the Hotline Miami uh, collection the other day, and I'm like, oh well, now I've just paid full price for it. So. <laughs> That's funny. I also bought. I, I realized that I have um, Night Trap on uh, on the Switch, and Night I, Trap. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hook up like my uh, my capture stuff so we can have like a. We we should do like a uh, like a Night Trap um, MST3K playthrough um, fun, fun fact they have no idea who sang that song really yeah i listened to a podcast uh done by limited run games or one of the guys from limited run games was sure. on it and when they were doing that they tried to figure out who had done that song and no one was sure it was just like someone who came in for a day got probably paid for that day and no one like wrote down who Interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, I actually read like the entire Wikipedia on that game um, because I ran across it and my wife had never heard of it. So I I guess if you don't know, Night Trap is a game released in, I believe, 1992 for the Sega CD. No. What? It was originally released for the VCR. Yeah, but that never actually happened. Yes, it did. No, Hasbro canceled it the last second. I swear I have seen pictures of it. Yeah, it's a possibility that you did. So, so. His, like, we'll, we'll get to that, but it was released for the Sega CD, um, and because of uh, Joe Lieberman, it became <laughs> part of a like investigation in Congress to like games that you know were destroying our youth. I, um, even though when that game was re-released in 2017, it got a teen rating. <laughs> I don't know what Joe Lieberman sounds like, but in my head, he always sounds like um, Droopy Dog. Oh, interesting. It's kind of. I mean, I, having knowing knowing what he looks like, I can see that. But he also always kind of looks like. Um, Principal I don't know Skin. what he it sounds looks like, like. Principal Skinner to me. To to uh, me, like I don't know honestly what he looks like. I could probably maybe pick him out, but uh, yeah, no. To me, he just sounds like Droopy Dog. Yeah. Oh, bother <laughs> you and your video games. Um, but no, Col- Colby is right though that it was originally actually developed in I think 1987 for like this weird like four track VHS player that was going to let you play like choose your own adventure games on VHS that Hasbro was going to bring out. Um, and then at the very, very, very last second, they canceled it. So it never actually was made. I um, swore that it was. Yeah, but no, weird, um, like just a very, very interesting game. Um, it stars um, Jody Sweeten. 
No, I want to stay Dana Plato. Dana Plato, that's right, from the Facts Jerry of Life. Sweeten was, Jerry Sweeten's uh, in Full House, yeah. Yeah, she would have been like six. Six. <laughs> no, yeah, Dana, Dana Plato from uh, Facts of Life. Or no, I, uh, not Facts uh, of Life. Uh, different Strokes. Different Strokes, yeah. I was at an antique store the other day and saw some sort of weird video game console that was like a VHS, some sort of weird player for the VHS, and a like light gun. Interesting. And it was $54 and it didn't have a, a AC cable, but I was really tempted. Tempted. Yeah, no, I can see that. I uh I don't know. It, Night Trap is is good stuff. We'll we'll do maybe we'll do some sort of like extra life fundraiser bit in the next little bit and uh and do some some Night Trap walkthroughs. It could be fun. Um anyway, more more of this, less of that. Uh, we're going to talk about news. Uh, Valve is not against putting Game Pass on Steam, which would be kind of interesting. Uh, Greg Miller really, really got some... Like, I, I like Greg Miller overall from Kind of Funny, uh, but he really nailed some stuff at the, the DICE uh, Awards the other day. And plus, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Bobby Kotick, which he did too. Uh, 2K and Lego are going to make sports games together. Um the Bethesda launcher is uh, no more, will not be any more shortly. Uh, there are some <laughs> really, really great reasons why Valve stopped accepting Bitcoin. You're going to love this. And uh, people find some real weird stuff on eBay. We'll talk about that, too. We got questions. We, we only have we have five questions this week, but they only come from three people. It was kind of a light question week. So we got two questions from Prime Fan, two questions from our Deacon, and a single question from Monotone Screaming. And then, like every cheap free game you've ever wanted like the, the the cheap free game part of this podcast is going to be 45 minutes long because there are so many of them that might be hyperbole but i guess we'll see uh let's start out with uh this is the singing city that's a little bit of uh a little bit of uh lovecraft right right dylan singing yes. city what call Sinking City. It sounded like you said the Singing City. The, no, the Singing City would be a very, very. Although, man, could we do like a Lovecraftian musical? Yes, Cthulhu's like we could. Can it be in the same vein as uh, what is it? Stop this planet of the apes! I want to get off. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You played this game, didn't you, Cole? I own it. Yeah, I thought you played it. What was the what was the like Lovecraftian weird game you played? He played oh, Call of Cthulhu like I did. Call of Cthulhu. Oh, was that yeah. what it was? Okay. Yeah. This game is is interesting. It uh, like just looking it up. Metacritic has a seventy. It has a seventy seven on Metacritic. IGN gave it a seven point eight, and GameSpot gave it a three out of ten. <laughs> wow. Anyway, please tell me about this game, Dylan. Um, it's a game I almost like picked up day one because I was pretty interested in yeah. it. Um, but it was one of those things where I was like, I'm not gonna play this right away. So I wait. I was just like, I'll wait till it's on sale. It was finally on sale for like ten bucks. Nice. Um, so I picked it up. I've only played it a little bit so far, um, but it has a pretty neat atmosphere. Um, like you're in a flooded city, so to access certain parts of the city, you have to get into like a little motorboat, um, and you're like a, a private eye investigator who has like visions so you're trying to figure out why you have visions but you're also like investigating weird things in town to try to figure out um i guess to schmooze people to help figure out why you have visions uh it, i guess is the basic setup Interesting. Um, and yeah it's it's pretty love crafty inspired um so um specifically like 
there is like uh Innsmithers, so like the fishy looking people with the bulgy eyes and kind of fish like faces um it's not so it's i mean straight from like that mythos i guess sure. rather than just like inspired by um very investigative heavy though um this definitely is not like fight tentacle monsters like pulp action it's um the pacing's much slower um like crime scenes find clues put them together um does some stuff that's kind of interesting um that i don't know if i've specifically seen before um where once you find like certain clues um you go into this menu and you can combine them and if you combine the right pair of clues it like unlocks a new deduction of what that means um of course this might not be for everyone because it is a pretty slow kind of gameplay element um because you're kind of just reading the various clues like i don't know if you kind of can connect uh something that you find in the environment with like the motivation of a certain character i guess and if you put those two things together it'll say this character motivated by this and then go here to find this thing kind of that's not a very accurate um portrayal but that's kind of how it works i guess mm-hmm. um so if you really like these kind of in- if you like investigation it, it might be kind of cool of course i don't know what really to expect this for as i've only found like two little monsters that i whacked on the head with whatever melee weapon i had and then i (laughs) shot a guy that was trying to get me in a basement um so that's as much like combat as i've experienced so far um as i'm still very early in the game um but of course you you unlock like knowledge points and can put those into different skills so i i assume like it's got to be a pretty big game if I'm going to fill out this skill tree because um, I've really only unlocked like one point at this at this point and I don't even know what to put it into. Sure. Um, so I've kind of like playing it before I even start investing those points into anything. Um, the story I say is pretty interesting so far. Um, so I definitely think that that's going and maybe that's why... I'd be curious to see those higher reviews, like what what they liked about the game. I I I would have to assume the story might be part of that. Uh, the game plays fine, of course. Um, now it might have had a couple patches. If that it might have sorted out any kind of weird bugs it might have had, um, since this is quite a bit after it came out. Since it was released in 2019, it looks like. Um, but yeah, the story has some kind of weird characters that kind of look like i mean it, it, it's weird when you you're like an investigator and you show up in this town and these people literally do not look human yeah, they're like yeah. humanoids but like this one has a fish face and this one family kind of has an ape appearance i guess very like hairy um like body hair um and very I guess, chimp-like features on their face. Um, And then they are talking about, like, um, different bloodlines in the city. Um, So these different families are known to have, like, I guess these features, and they're very powerful within that city. So, um, I don't know, there's definitely some political, I don't know, 
dynamics there um, that I, I assume it will explore because that's one character you find and you like go find out what happened to their son kind of thing. And um, But again, very early to know how anything shapes out. But um, off the start, though, while it is a very slowly paced game, it, it is kind of compelling to want to play more to figure out what what the heck's going on sure uh, which i assume is kind of what your character is feeling uh, when he shows up in this town and he's like i've not seen people like this before this is <laughs> kind of weird um but i'll definitely keep playing it um i kind of i took a break from pokemon um coincidentally i feel i, I saw this meme i think that basically alluded to how quickly they killed off the Pokemon game by announcing the new Pokemon game that I think <laughs> is exactly the Pokemon game that everyone wanted from this yeah. Pokemon game. Um, and that's kind of how I feel. Like, they announced that I was like, oh boy, they the game that I actually wanted with this one, because um, I, I don't... The more I think about it, like, while I like a lot of the stuff that Pokemon Legends did, um, it's kind of too pokemon goey for me maybe yeah um when i just kind of want to go battle some gym leaders and train my pokemon and do that in a 3d world but that sounds like what this next game is nice. coming out at the end of the year so um i don't know how much i'll actually get back to that because it seems like violet and scarlet are actually what i want to play i don't know how i feel about those colors as names but We'll go with it. All I know is that the starting characters are adorable, and I love yeah. every single one of them. I just want I'm to having a friends. tough time trying to pick because I yeah. kind of like all. Of them. I usually pick the Leaf Pokemon, yeah, almost always. But um, I don't know; they're all pretty interesting, and I right? kind of like the Fire Gator thing. Yeah, so it's good stuff. It's good, 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 good stuff. That uh, that the uh, Singing City sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, I'd be down for that. I, I think my favorite. Uh, review i've read for it gives it like a, they, they give it a not not recommended even though they put 23 hours into it and one of their complaints is you have to edit a file to be able to play at more than 60 frames a second in 2022 and i just can't like like looking at this game it does not really look like a game that i would benefit at playing like at 120 hertz you know it's um, just do, a weird were, a were you disappointed strange. that you weren't able to play it at more than 60 frames a second dylan um, I assume I'm playing it on Xbox, so that might not apply. To <laughs> so me. you're probably it probably doesn't matter. You're probably playing um, it 30 frames a so second. So 10 out of 10. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so uh, people get hung up on very strange things, right? Um, it's so weird. I'm sorry. I probably will never uh, take frame rate into the equation of a score that I give a game unless Ever? it is just completely optimized to the point that you can't play it. Like maybe then it's just like. They need to work a little bit more on this game. Oh, uh, it's um, real weird. I would still challenge that person to tell me that playing one and the other and being able to tell me the difference. I guarantee if I gave yeah. you 12 examples, you would fail most of them. That's so you might funny. get lucky on a couple guesses, but super weird. Whatever. All good. All good. Cole, you want to talk about. Uh... I don't know, whatever you, whatever you want to talk about. I'll let you pick. Just whatever? Yeah, yeah. No, no. Actually, God, no. It has to be one of the two games you've played. Do not wow. give him the power. Yeah, no. That would be a mistake. Uh, I played a little bit more of some of uh, Infernax, which is still really good. Uh, still very Castlevania 2-y. Um, 
and I'm I'm really liking that. I, I played figured. like three seconds of it. Oh, how'd you like it? No, I'm a liar. I played. What was the one you played last week? The with the super long title. Oh yeah, I don't even. know. I, yeah, I can't remember. I played like three seconds of that because I needed an achievement for uh, for Microsoft Rewards. <laughs> okay, you should play it for an X. You'd yeah, like it. Maybe I will. You should play that other the War of Lados or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Infernix is really good. Um, uh, if you like NES games but hate going back to NES games, Fair. definitely, definitely suggest it. Um, and then I beat Unsighted, um, which I had played probably six months ago, and like got like two hours in and started playing something else, and went like, oh yeah, I'll just play both of these games, and then didn't. Didn't. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, well, I'll go back to Unsighted at some point. And generally when I say that, I don't. No. But uh, after I beat uh, Dreamscaper, I needed a game to play, and I'm like, well, maybe I'll try, uh, try Unsighted again. And I'm really glad I did, because that is a really good game. And now this, um, the game is kind of listed as a Metroidvania, but it really doesn't appear to be, is it? Eh, kind of. Yeah, it looks more kind of action adventure I mean, I guess it would be considered kind of a Metroidvania. I mean, like, there there is some backtracking once you get different skills yeah. and, and stuff like that. But uh, I figured it was more... It, it reminded me a ton of a really good crosscode. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, it looks like crosscode. And it reminds me of that and, like, Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana, that type of game, but with a not-90s, you know, feel to it. Um, you're, like, like a, a meteor crashes into the, like, I don't know, Earth or whatever, and turns all of the robots into, like, people, almost. Interesting. Um, like, they, they get, you know, kind of sentient. Uh, you know, they become sentient. And, uh... Um, basically go like, wow, these humans kind of suck. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's we, and true. so there's kind, there's kind of like this like war between the humans and stuff. But then the humans take the the part of the meteor that gives the robots life and like kind of cap it for like I assume energy reasons. I'm not really sure. Um, and so all of the robots start dying essentially but when they they you know have like a certain amount of time that they can go on like what they have um and then they turn into unsighted which is basically like feral sure kind of robots and that's what's you know the bad guys are is they're essentially feral robots um and so you're trying to get in and make it so the you know the i can't remember what it's called it's like Anna, it's not anime, but it's something like that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that gives power to the robots can like flow again um, but it's real good. I, I want to play a game where the, the robots are powered by anime. <laughs> powered by anime. I'm sure there's a Japanese game where... It's a good point. That is a very good point. But uh, no, it's it's a really good game. Um, it told me it took ten and a half hours beating it, but my the Xbox app says it took me 20, 20 hours. So I don't know. I, I assume the game is more correct. Mm, but uh, Maybe. It's real good. It's maybe. real good. Um, speaking of CrossCode, I, I don't think I realized this, but uh, the CrossCode DLC was released. CrossCode A New Home. It's only on... Uh, cool. Does it take out 20 hours of the original game? I, God, I wish, right? 
Um, apparently the DLC is eight to ten hours, which is how long I wanted the original game to be. So, so, it, so it's four to ten hours or four hours of content. But yeah, it's eight to ten hours of uh, yeah. DLC. So that that might that might work. Um, when it it's, it was released like last year too. I, I didn't think it had been that long ago that I played this game, but yeah, it, it it I think it the DLC released like just after I beat it. Yeah. So yeah. So it says it's coming to consoles this summer. So it may already be out on consoles too. I, I don't, I don't know, but uh, CrossCode was definitely a, it was a good game that I wish had been significantly shorter. <laughs> it, it was a good 20 hour game. Yeah. It was unfortunately 40. Uh-huh. Yep. It was, it was just, just too freaking long. Um, apparently yeah, the DLCs out on, on uh, Xbox too. So yeah. good, good, yeah. good. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, Let's see, this week I beat Nobody Saves the World, which I would absolutely recommend everyone go play. Um, It's it's a very rare game that I put probably somewhere between 25 and 30 hours into, like 26, 27, 28, um, that I wasn't, like normally I hit like... 15 or 20 hours and go like, oh my God, this game is just kind of dragging on forever. And this game, I was like, man, maybe I should grind some more. Um, <laughs> like I, I finished it and I like almost was like, well, I've got a couple of quests I still need to complete. Maybe I should go in and, and do that. And and I that is very, very rare for me. I didn't actually do it, but it was, it was very tempting. So it's on Game Pass. It's uh, absolutely terrific. Just a really fun kind of... Uh, Action adventure role playing. I don't know. It's it's such a unique take on nearly everything. Really, 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 really good game. So highly recommend. Nobody saves the world. Um, and then I started a game called Contrast. This this game was real weird. It was kind of a, a roller coaster this weekend. So it it just came out on Game Pass. Like I mean, it came out on Game Pass last week, I think. And I booted it up, and I'm like. And, it, and so both Colby and I, before we talked about it on the podcast, like watched the video of it just so we could kind of see what it was about. And I'm like, oh, it looks like it's got a really cool like um, like light mechanic. So you your your character can like stand next to a wall and then they like merge into their shadow. So then they can hop over shadows. And it, it's really interesting mechanically. Um, I booted up and I started playing it. And Colby's like, how, how is it? And I'm like, well, you know, it... It is interesting, and the mechanics are interesting, but it, man, it, it just feels like, like a, I don't know, PS3 game. Um, it just has that kind of, like, it's a little bit clunky. It's a little bit like the 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 animations just don't seem quite right. It, uh, the, it doesn't look terrific. Like, it looks okay, but it doesn't look terrific. It's a little jaggy, and I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's okay, I guess, but it just doesn't... Just doesn't feel like a modern game in any way. And so my kid comes in, he's sitting on the couch, he's watching me play, and he's like, when did this game come out? I'm like, I don't know, it just came out on, on Xbox like a couple days ago. I'm like, it looks like a, a 360 game though, right? And he's like, yeah. And then like a couple months later, he's like, yeah, it looks like a 360 game because it was released in 2013. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And then they ported it to the Xbox in 2014. So for an eight-year-old game, pretty good. Um like plot wise, it's kind of weird. I, I don't really claim to exactly understand exactly what's going on. Like you wake, you're you're like a 
a circus acrobat and you the game starts off and you're in this little girl's room and she's like oh no my mom's coming like you better hide and then her mom who is just represented by a shadow comes into your room and and she's like oh never mind she can't see you it's fine and so you and this girl are the only real person in the world in this world everyone else is just uh represented by shadows and and Essentially, you have to go... Your parents are, like, separated. And so you go to find your dad to see what he's up to. And he's got this, like, weird kind of scam where he's... um, Not even a scam, but he's, like, borrowing money from the mob in order to start a circus so that he can make some money so he can take care of his family. And I remember when Dad did that. Yeah. I mean, it's about... uh, it. There's there's a world in that where that was a weird couple of years. Right, me really, yeah. Um, my biggest complaint with it so far, though, is there's not save points anywhere. The game auto saves, but it like I mean, there are times where it will auto save like every half hour, um, which which is a problem for two reasons. One is um, like I was playing it on Saturday. I'm like, okay, so I finished this portion of the puzzle. I I think it auto saved. And it did not. So I had to redo all that other part of the puzzle today. But this, the second time I was playing it was today, this morning. And uh, I was playing it via uh, xCloud on my PC. And if you walk away from a game on xCloud for too long, it just goes like, hey, you've been idle for too long. Sorry, we're turning <laughs> off your game. Um, which means that like I like went to take the dog out. I'm like, hey, to my wife, I'm like, can you just move this stick every once in a while so like it thinks I'm still <laughs> playing? Because I, I hasn't saved him. I don't even know how long, which kind of sucked. Like I had to go in like very, uh, you know, very much try and figure out a a pretty big piece of puzzle in order just to be able to save, which I'm I'm not yeah. a fan of. So um, the the X Cloud thing kind of bit me in the ass on Tuesday or on Saturday too. I was uh, working, but like I had some time to game in the middle. So I was like gaming, 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 gaming. And then like had to go do something for work. And I came back and my, uh, my X cloud session had, had nuked and I'm like, Oh, well shoot. I didn't save. So I had to like rerun some stuff. So something to consider when you're playing X cloud is that, uh, that doesn't like save your state. Like your Xbox does. I kind of hope that they, introduce that kind of quick resume that uh, that Xbox has where it actually saves kind of where you're at so you don't have to worry too much about losing stuff. But, you know, besides that, I xCloud continues to shock me like every week how much I actually use that. It's, uh, I would say, at this point in time, probably 25, 30% of my gaming is via xCloud. And it's honestly just because I'm lazy um, it has nothing to do with anything else, but sometimes it's just easier to start a game without installing it. Like um, the uh, contrast is not a big game. I mean, it's it's a video game from 2014, and I'm like, ah, eh, whatever. I'll just I'll just stream it. It's fine. So works pretty well. Uh, other game I played this week was Telling Lies, which is um, made by the same guy who made. Her story, I believe, um, it's a it's a almost hundred percent um, full motion video game, um, and I'm I've only played maybe an hour of it, and I'm still not quite sure what's going on. So you sit down at you're you're a it starts with a very nice full motion video intro, and you're a lady, and you're coming home, and you sit down at your computer, and it just kind of, and you like pull up a 
uh, like a database search tool on your computer and then it, it kind of shows you how you search and then it just lets you go. And so you watch the first five videos it shows and it's, they're all about like the, the search term form is, is love. And so what you can kind of gather from it is that your, I believe husband is a spy. Uh, well, not a spy. Well, Quantico. So that's FBI, right? Yeah. So he's an FBI agent who's undercover in some sort of environmental activist group, I believe, um, and trying to figure out something. And so what you do is you watch these videos and you get kind of some clues about, uh, you know, what's going on. And then you use the database to search and find other videos for you to watch. Um, but the interesting thing is, is you only get one half of the video at any time. So um, there's one where the the guy is talking to his daughter, which I believe, like I said, is my daughter as well in the game. And so you only get to see his side. And then there's another video, though, that shows the other side of the conversation where he's talking to his daughter and I, who I believe to be you. Um, but then you just have to kind of like search through keywords to try and kind of figure out what's going on. But I don't really know. I don't know what the end game is. Like I can find out a bunch of things, but there's no, there's no like mystery I'm trying to solve. There's no, there's nothing outside of this computer that I can do. So I'm not really sure exactly what happens next, but it's really interesting. And uh, the acting in it is shockingly good. Like they're, they're very good. So I don't know. I'm going to keep playing it. It's it's an interesting game to just kind of play around with, at least mechanically. So we will see. That just came out on Game Pass too. So out of mild curiosity, how easy are the achievements? Um, I'm not sure. I've gotten any, so maybe not great. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for like quick games to play because eventually I'm going to be playing uh, Breath of the Wild yeah. and I need to be able to just get like three achievements a week and so I need <laughs> something that I can just like easily pop in and yeah get an achievement and get out. Uh-huh. For the longest the, for, forever that game for me was I think the like Super Lucky's Tale the one that came out on the uh-huh. Xbox recently but I think I've gotten most of the easy ones on that but man for yeah. a while that was a game where you could play for like four minutes and get an achievement and then play for another four minutes and get an achievement. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, telling lies is interesting so far. We'll, we'll come back, play more of that this week. I'm sure. Uh, Patreon. Thank you to our wonderful supporters who, uh, give us money. It's great. Um, the best kind of supporters really. Uh, if you would like to be one, you can go to patreoncom slash bite me podcast. And if you are in the $10 producer tier, we will say your name every week. So, Big shout out to John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. And uh, thank you to all of you and all of our other patrons. You are fantastic. Uh, again, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. Uh, Dylan, you want to help me out here? News. All the news that's fit to print. Uh, we don't print any news, really. I guess it goes on a website. Is that like printing? Do you, every week when I post it on the website, do you then go and print I it print out it and out. keep a hard copy? Yep. yep. I used to work with a guy who uh, had direct deposit at my work. Um, he was an accountant. I think it's important to note that he was an accountant. And every week when his paycheck was deposited, he would print out three copies of the direct deposit slip. And he had one that he filed in his files at work. And he had a second copy that he filed in a uh, file, like a, an accordion file that he kept in his car. 
Um, and then a third copy that he would take home and file. That, that seems excessive. It, does it? I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I never printed any of mine out, and I just would get them via, like, our online software. I Maybe, maybe that'll – I mean, I will say – like in all honesty, I did have a job in the early 2000s where it turned out my company was not um, paying unemployment taxes, which was a bit of a problem when you went to file for unemployment. And I did have to find like 45 of my 52 paycheck stubs from uh, the year before in order, to, in order to qualify for unemployment. So, well, and I'm saying that if you had one copy, you're good. But what if my house burned down and my car was inside it, Cole? I guess I'd still have a copy at work. An yep. earthquake? I don't know. There, I, Doug was prepping for a natural disaster. I would. I, I can't even contemplate, to be honest. I, I don't know what kind of natural disaster would destroy all three copies of those, or even two copies of those, and you'd still be like, damn, I need my paycheck stubs. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, not... <laughs> the apocalypse where the guy's like, well, I, I don't know. He got raptured. He's like, I need these with me. <laughs> uh, Valve is not against putting Game Pass on Steam, which I think is a very interesting thing for... There's a bunch of news floating around this week of uh, uh, Gabe Newell just saying weird stuff. Like, he was in an interview and just said strange things. We're going to talk about a couple of them. But he says that uh, he doesn't think that they need to... They don't need, like, a Game Pass for Steam. Like, they don't need they don't need their version of Game Pass. Like, they're, they're fine without it. But he says, uh, you know, for Xbox, it's clearly something that they, they like. And we'd be more than happy to work with them to get Game Pass on Steam. So imagine a world... Imagine a world where... You had your choice of playing your Game Pass games either via the Xbox app on your PC or just installing them from Steam. And I think where that really, really, really comes into power is with the Steam Deck. So you can uh, just install them directly because, you know, if you want to play... If you want to play Game Pass on your Steam Deck, you're going to have to install Windows, which seems difficult, challenging, not fun. Um... But if they were on Steam, you could just install them directly from Steam onto your Steam Deck. So, I don't know. I think that would be that'd be all right. Um, you know, especially if you're already paying for it. You know, no reason not to get it on Steam as well. Um, I don't know. Is that guys? I don't know if that really affects most people. As as like, I'm going to get a Steam Deck. So it's interesting to me. Is that something that would like eliminate a launcher for you guys? Yeah, it would eliminate a launcher, but I don't really care that much. So the Xbox app on the PC is pretty lame. So oh, I was just going to say like how great it is. I've actually been oh, really no. impressed by it. It's gotten it's frustrating. S- let me let me put it to you this way. It's shockingly better than it used to be. <laughs> I would probably agree, but still every time I and sometimes like it just opens and I can't close it and there's two of them and I don't know. Maybe that's just a you problem because I do not have any of those problems with my Xbox yeah. app. I don't, I don't know, and the party chat doesn't usually work very well, and huh. I just would rather avoid it all the time. That's super interesting to me. And because Steam has its quirks, but I would. That's that's really interesting prefer. to me because I I've not had like to me it's just I think like the interface is a little consoley um, to be honest, but I think the Steam interface is just bad um but uh like colby and i have used it a bunch of times even cross-platform where i'm 
chatting on my PC. I mean, this entire weekend, we talked for a couple hours where I was on my PC via Xbox chat and he was on an X- Xbox via chat and it worked fine. Once I'm in, it's fine. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. My only real complaint about it is if it's open on my PC and Colby sends me a uh, like a, a party invite and I'm on my Xbox, oftentimes the party invite will come to my PC instead of my Xbox. But besides that, it actually it works pretty well. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think that... I think having those options are always nice. So I don't know. We'll see. I, that, that really strikes me as like something you might see come to pass really fast with with uh, Gabe Newell and uh, Phil Spencer both being in essentially, you know, spitting distance of one another, something you could work out real quick. Um, we'll see. Um, I think the good news is you will be able to play um, xCloud on your Steam Deck via streaming. So I'm actually really excited to be able to. I I don't know when I got old, um, but it happened at some point. And playing games on my phone via um, xCloud sometimes is very, very small. So I'm excited to be able to play them on a, a slightly larger screen. Every once in a while I'll be like playing games and watching TV at the same time, which sounds weird, but it, it works okay. Um, and I like have been focusing so so much on my little teeny phone screen that I look up, I'm like, why is this TV all blurry and why can't I focus on it? So I'm, I'm excited to have a, a slightly larger uh, place to play that, but I'm not going to get my Steam Deck for at least another two or three months. So whatever. Um, I'm going to warn you again. I'm going to say that F word that happens occasionally. Um, uh, let's see. Greg Miller got up on stage at Fluffer Nutter. Fluffer. God, I could go for a Fluffer Nutter. Uh, Greg Miller got up on stage at the uh, the Dice Awards and just said, you know, fuck Bobby Kotick. And I think that that's a really good stand to take uh, in in this world right now. Um, but uh, in, in other Bobby Kotick news, I, I, I'd like to... I'd like to tell you the two exit strategies for Bobby Kotick right now. One is they fire him. And if they fire, if he, if, if a court determines they fired him without cause, um, they have to pay Bobby Kotick $15 million. <laughs> and there's no way I don't see, I mean, first of all, I would think that I would hope, I would hope that any court would look at Bobby Kotick's, um, history and say like, no, it it seems like that you should probably be fired for all of the things you've done. But I also know that Bobby Kotick is a millionaire and justice is sometimes hard to find um, when you're a millionaire (laughs) Uh, or maybe justice is hard to find when you're suing a millionaire. I, I don't know. The other option though, is if Bobby Kotick actually improves Activision up to the point where, uh, they, you know, have goals set that it should be more appropriately. If they can improve Activision to the place where he set goals that it should be, um, even though I, I think it was supposed to be like an independent council that put it all together, he gets $22 million. And I'm not sure which of those I like more. I would actually, or like less is, is there a, a place where we can get rid of him and not pay him tens of millions of dollars? Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look if like you it. fire him, you save seven million. Right, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, is the best option fire Bobby Kotick and say, "I don't know, it's how it caused," and give him fifteen million dollars? Because I don't. They, they paid four or you know sixty-eight billion dollars. They could just you know get a little uh, couch change <sighs> and pay Bobby Kotick to leave. I don't know. I I don't I don't like a world where my where that's like my my 
the lesser of two evil is just giving Bobby Kotick $15 million. But eh, what do you do? What do you do? All right. Um, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on this because I, I'd like to get a consensus of the best sports games are not realistic sports games. Like, I don't think either of you, like, actively play sports games, correct? I, I no, I do not. I like some sports games, but I could not play them regularly. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and I think, I think at this point in my life, I've played enough sports games, probably. <laughs> You've had your fill of sports and games. And that's not even that many, but... By the time you play a couple, um, very not very often is there some innovative gameplay. It, but there, I mean, there has been over the years when I think there's been leaps and bounds, and yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. But meh, Absolutely Rocket agreed. League's probably cooler. Absolutely agreed. Um, Knockout I, City. Have you played like, Knockout City? Do you like it? Yeah, that it game's, was super fun. I, I didn't put that in our show notes actually, but Knockout City was published originally by EA, I believe. As part of one of their kind of like indie incubators. Yeah, it's going free to play. It's going free to play. And the company has like bought back, I assume, the rights from it. So they will be self-publishing that um, later in the year. So it'll be free to play. And I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've, I've not played it, but I've heard it's pretty good. Um, I think I own a copy because it was free for a while in some different places. But I think that's true. I don't know. Um, anyways, what, what this is all leading up to is that uh, Take Two, or I'm sorry, 2K Interactive and uh, Lego are going to partner together and uh, make some sports games, which I think is is a little bit interesting. The first one is going to be a uh, Lego soccer game. And like I, I like some FIFA, but I think I would actually greatly enjoy a, a slightly more arcadey Lego soccer game more than I would enjoy FIFA. So I'm kind of... Kind of excited about that. It's being developed by Sumo, Sumo Digital too, which you know, like they make the, like the Sackboy games and the the Team Sonic Racing. It looks pretty good. Um, apparently, they're also making a Lego Racing game, which I'm a little. I don't know if I'm less excited about that, but I'm less excited about racing games in general. So, but that one's what being... if it was like a Micro Machines game? Remember those? <sighs> I liked Micro Machines a lot. This one though has some possibilities. What about because... like Lego Twisted Metal. Yeah, because well, the pieces could fly off. It would be right. Awesome. That's why it'd be cool. Yeah, I could absolutely get behind that. Um, it is being made by WWE 2K developer Visual Concepts, though. So I'm kind of interested in a game where, like, your road just disappears and all of a sudden, like, half the cars well, drop through the it. The facial and... animations will be very simple. <laughs> so Either way, I'm excited about uh, that. Apparently, um, LEGO has had a uh, kind of a exclusive partnership with TT Games, the folks that make all the, like, LEGO Star Wars games, LEGO Harry Potter and all that, for a long time. And apparently that expired. Um, and so now, now they're talking with 2K. So I, I would absolutely get behind Lego soccer. That could be a lot of fun. Um, speaking, you know, we were just talking about, you know, if you could get Game Pass on your, uh, PC, you wouldn't have to worry about, uh, the Xbox app so much. One other thing you're not gonna have to worry about, um, a little bit later this year is the Bethesda launcher, which I, I will be honest, I'd kind of forgotten was a thing. Apparently it's been a while since I've played a Bethesda game on the PC, and that always seemed like the dumbest of the launchers. I wonder I wonder if I have it installed. That's a let's 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 look. So Bethesda I don't. Bethesda. I I do not. So I don't have the Bethesda launcher either, which I, I can't even think I guess if I was gonna play like Fallout seventy six on my PC, I would need it. That's the only game I can think of right now, really. I mean, I guess if you play like 
Doom 2016, does that, or Doom 2021 or whatever, are those, are those via the Bethesda launcher? Probably, I guess, right? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, later this year, you will not need that any longer. Starting in May, uh, they will start migrating you over to Steam. So all of your Bethesda games become Steam games and you can just use Steam, which I think is probably the best solution. So so watch for that if you are a big Bethesda gamer starting, uh, you know, in about two months or so. So so keep your eye out. I think it's always a good thing when you have that. I don't know. I wish all of them had that option at least. Um you can use our dumb launcher if you want, and maybe yeah. we'll even incentivize you to do so. But if you just want to use Steam, you can just use Steam. So I just just for the sake of management, like right? I honestly don't really care that there's another launcher. Like it's not that big of a pain in the ass. It's like sure I have six of them, but whatever. Just for even knowing what games I have, like it'd be nice to just have them in one place. You I know, guess. the the best one to get then is actually. I think it's called GOG Universe, I believe. And yeah. it's, it's the good old game launcher. And it actually does that where you can hook... Uh, oh, GOG Galaxy. Sorry. It was a slightly... Uh, is Universe slightly smaller than a Galaxy, I guess? It's bigger. Whatever. Um, GOG Galaxy is uh, is the one you want then because you can actually hook all of your other accounts. Even, like I think, including your PlayStation Xbox accounts into it. And it'll tell you all the games you have. So Yeah, I'm not going to do that, though. Even it, though I totally get that that would solve my issue, but <laughs> it's, that's it's, another launcher. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Um, according to God Galaxy, I have one thousand four hundred and ninety three video games currently uh, currently via it. So also, um, I have a problem. I have a a big problem. Um, I have one of those installed currently, and it's Control, which is weird because I, oh, I installed that so I could, uh, I, I wanted to play with my new video card. <laughs> I could probably uninstall that, save myself some space. Uh, let's see, um, a little more Steam news. So do you guys remember when Steam briefly took cryptocurrency? I think you could use Bitcoin to buy video games, um, like, probably four or five years ago, like, vaguely. I don't. I don't either. No. Um and and I don't know if that's just because that sounds even slightly before it was big, right? A little bit more mainstream, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that I don't remember it just because I would have thought that was something that maybe we would have covered news wise, either when they started taking it in 2016 um, or when they stopped taking it in December 2017. But uh, someone asked Gabe Newell why why they stopped like you know it, it seems like such a thing and he said uh, the problem is that a lot of the actors who are in that space are not people you want interacting with your customers we had a problem we started accepting cryptocurrency as a payment option 50 percent of those transactions were fraudulent which is a mind-boggling numbers these were customers we didn't want to have he reiterated that bitcoin's fluctuations were also a complete nightmare people weren't happy when a game would cost ten dollars one day and a hundred dollars the next day <laughs> so, uh, what were you saying about fiat currency, Call You pity the fool? <laughs> I pity the fool. Anyway, yeah, 50% of transactions being fraudulent is... Is is that impressive? That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> so, anyway, keep your Bitcoin off of, the, uh, off of Steam is what I'm saying. Uh, finally, so I have a question for you guys. You, neither of you actually watch the Game Awards, right? No. Oh, no. Um, so you probably aren't interested. Do you, are there any award shows you do watch? No. Do you, you watch the, the primetime Emmys every year, right, Call? 
Tonys. The Tonys. <laughs> so, um, this guy, his name is Prestige is Key. He's a YouTube and streamer. Um, his real name is Ryan. Um, is apparently a big enough fan of the Game Awards, which, like, I watch it every year, but I would not call myself, like, a big fan. And I certainly am not trolling around on eBay looking for replica Game Awards that I could, like, put in my home. Um... That, that seems weird, but that that is his story, and he is sticking to it. He was trolling around eBay looking for, uh, like, you know, a, a, a game award that he could put on his shelf, and he found an actual one uh, listed for $500, <laughs> and he's like, well, this is weird. Um, and he said the seller's other listings included car parts and key fobs. So he was a little suspicious as maybe to the pedigree of said game award. But uh, he, uh, it was listed for $500 and he took the the second, uh, he, he put in a lower bid, he lowballed a little bit and ended up getting it for $375 plus shipping. Shows up and apparently it was the Best Independent Game Award that Celeste won in 2018, <laughs> and they just <laughs> never got it. <laughs> so he reached out to the folks at uh, what's the, what's the name of their company? Uh, oh, it's, it's Extremely Okay Games now. It used to be called like Matt is Games or something. Um, and and asked them like, is this guys? Is this yours? They're like, yeah, we we never got it. And so they paid him the money. Um, for the game and send him like a limited edition version of Celeste in exchange for his game award. So now now they actually have their little angel statue and I guess he gets to feel good about himself. So I think that that is super, super, super weird that uh, the, the company who was selling it said it came from one of our liquidation sources. Other than that, we don't have any, any information, other any other information on the origin of this item so it sounds like a game award fell off a truck <laughs> and ended up on ebay so i guess it's a happy ending though the celeste folks get their get their thing and i will say looking at it here the game awards look like they're 3d printed they do not look very nice <laughs> um i uh like about I don't know, five days ago, just out of nowhere, I'm like, I wonder if I could buy an MTV Music Award on eBay. Can you? Nah, not that I could find. So I was talking to uh, my boss the other day, and he was part of a short film that won... I don't remember if he said an Emmy or an Oscar. I think an Emmy. And he said, like, the grift of that is that when you win one, they don't just send it to you. You have to purchase it from them. And the statue is like $1,000 on top of what you, like, to get nominated for an Emmy, there's a submission fee. So you pay to be considered for an Emmy. And then if you win, you pay to have to buy your your actual statue, which seems like... I'd, I'd buy my Emmy. Of course I'd buy my Emmy. I mean, come on. Um, but and I was also reading somewhere else now that I think the Oscars, like the Oscars are like, <laughs> essentially you like license your statue and you can no longer sell them. So if you yeah. want to sell it, you are required by like the Oscar fine print to sell it back to the Oscars and they only pay you like a hundred bucks for it or something. So I don't know. Something, something about that says scam to me, but it, you know, it's fine. I guess, I guess they're being scammed by the people that they love. You know, in in the case of the SAG Awards, I guess they're being scammed by the people they are. Is that how it works? I don't know. 
Anyway, Dylan, um, let's see. Today, you were you've already you've already been prime fan. Um, he said you were you were you did a great job. He was he was very mm-hmm. very respectful. Um, I think you've also already been monotone screaming because you just screamed. So I think you're just going to have to be our deacon today. Um, he he currently lives in Florida, but he's from New Jersey. So do with that what you will. Uh, it, I don't know how well I can do it because to me it's almost the same. But <laughs> on gonna the say spot, that- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to. There's, there's just no, there's no jersey for you. You might have actually yeah. been his already too, because I remember, I remember we said something about how your wife from Jersey. So she didn't have much. Yeah. Can I try? Though. Yeah. Let. You, would you like to do Rich Cole? Go for it. <clears throat> Hello, Governor. My name's Rich. Oh, I've got a question for you. So that that is good. that is Rich as done by Dick Van Dyke, I believe. That's just what Rich sounds like. Oh, you're right. I've heard him talk. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very similar to that. Very, very similar to that. Happy birthday month to Rich too. Um, his wife posted. He gets the whole month. Apparently, his his wife posted it on Facebook today. So it is. Uh, wow. It is March is the the month I of Rich. I barely got a day. I know. You know, my, it's my mom's birthday this month too. So I don't I don't know how she feels. Oh crap! <laughs> Soon. <laughs> yeah, you've only got like. Uh, Six six days from today to get a present call. So get that get that figured. Is it out. on the fifth or the sixth? I always I can never remember. Sixth. I thought it was the fifth. Shoot. I don't know. We'll talk about it that after the podcast. Anyway, uh, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, Rich wants to know with teeny tiny teeny whew, blah 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 tiny Tina's Wonderland getting released at the end of March. Name a favorite NPC. Uh, he says that became the main character in a DC, DLC or its own game, but I would actually say instead of that, because I'm not sure how many of those have happened, can you think of an NPC that you would like to play an entire game as? Mm. I always like when you switch up the questions that I haven't read on me. You don't read the questions beforehand at, at all, so what does it matter? That's what I just said. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I would like to play as the uh, the arrow in the knee guy from Skyrim but maybe you hmm. could play what his adventure befo- was before he got arrowed so like it, it would be kind of like uh, you know when you, you watch a movie and they show you the last scene first and then you play everything up until that scene so it's like he gets hit in the arrow in the knee oh my god he's no longer an adventurer but you can see all the things he did before that so so you get to see all his adventures all his adventures beforehand before he took an arrow in the knee although I I think he probably was lying. I don't think he was really much of an adventurer beforehand. So maybe it would be a really boring game. We'll see. What do you guys think? Any any side characters you want to see as a as video game stuff? Yes. Good. Who is it? Do you want to go first, Dylan? No. Uh, Nick Valentine. Oh. As an entire game. Yeah. Like I want like a, a, a like noir detective game. Starring Nick Valentine, but in the Fallout universe, God. solving mysteries. So if, you, if you're not familiar with Nick Valentine, he's like a, a cyborg detective or a robot detective. I'm, I'm not sure if he's a robot or a cyborg. But yeah, absolutely. I would, I would also absolutely play a game entirely set in the um, Assassin's Guild of Skyrim. Like all <laughs> that that's all you did yeah. was Assassin's Guild stuff. That'd be that'd be great. How about you, Dylan? 
Well, I had something loaded for the question. Oh, well, then go ahead, that, it up then, then go ahead and, and t- tell me that, man. I, I apologize. Um, I was just, I mean, how often I answer questions with Grand Theft Auto, but the GTA 4 um, DLCs were fantastic. Oh, you know, I never played um, any of those, honestly. Um, and I thought that was really cool and wish they would have done like more of those. Um so for dumb people in. like me, is that how it worked? They took side characters and made DLC out of them? Yeah, and I, I mean, and I don't know, and I mean, it's been so long since I played that to know the scope of what those side characters actually were in the the game. GTA 4. Um, and I almost wonder if, I don't even know if they were characters in 4, but they tied it back into 4 in the DLC. Very cool. Right. Um, and I could be not 100% correct on that. It could go both ways, um, but Lost in the Damned focused on one of the biker gangs, and I don't remember the character's name, and then Ballad of Gay Tony. Um, both were pretty good, and um, I think it was a, a cool opportunity to show kind of other... I know, because you're in a biker gang, right? It's a different, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different style than you being um the russian immigrant making his way in new york right um you're like tough biker guy right so it just had a different feel and i think it's it's cool to see the city in a different way um and i think man that like gta 5 has been out for almost 20 years now and they <laughs> can't give us anything come on yeah, yeah. they just re-released the game five times uh, let's get an episode of something else in here GTA's um, of course they kind of give you three characters but um i guess that's kind of similar it's like they you get a couple different perspectives but it's, it's all the same storyline yeah, yeah. um whereas these ones were pretty um robust stories um and i even liked what they did um the psp games they made like vice city stories and liberty city stories those were kind of cool to be able to go back to those cities um and they did re-release there they did release those on ps2 which is how i played them i never had a psp to play them but um i think that's cool to do little episodes um that can kind of go back to those games because there's so many characters that you could explore um in those games and stuff and yeah absolutely um no, I think that's a great. I, I've, I've maybe I've changed my mind. I want to play a, a game entirely based around the stripper that Franklin hooks up with in GTA Five. <laughs> mm. Be great. Which one is there? I thought there was just one. I don't think maybe. so. Maybe I, I just remember you'd like drive her back to her apartment and then like yeah, that that was any of them. Oh, oh, oh they all had the same apartment. Well, pretty much. I think you drove to different apartments. Interesting. I think I only hooked up with one of them. I don't know. Anyway, could have done more. Uh, Rich also says, what is the most expensive meal you've ever eaten and was it worth it? Probably not. (laughs) Um, It's an interesting question. Um, Probably the most expensive meal I've ever paid for. Right, that's different too. Did I pay for it? Yeah. Or uh, the um, most expensive meal I ever paid for was at the Blue Bayou restaurant in uh, in Disneyland. Um, maybe that place is good. It was very good, and it, stri- it it 
my wife and I had been going there for a number of years and eating lunch. Um, and at lunch, we'd both get the Monte Cristo. And the Monte Cristo is expensive at lunch, but not outlandish. It's like $35. So, you know, two of you are getting out for, you know, with with drinks, you know, and a tip, maybe maybe 90 bucks, $95, you know, somewhere, somewhere in there. And um, we uh, went there and all we could get was dinner reservations. And we're like, that's fine. We'll just, you know, I mean, even if it's a little more expensive dinner, like what's the big deal? And then we got there and they do not sell a Monte Cristo on their dinner menu. And mm. uh, it's really pretty much like expensive steaks and seafood. So I got, I think we both got like a $65 steak, um, which, you know, like now I'm like, a eh, $65 steak, it's expensive, but like I could afford that. Um, but this was like... I don't even know, probably 20 years ago where I could not afford a $65 steak. And so we probably got out the door for like $150, $160. And um, it was at that time the best steak I'd ever eaten. It was absolutely phenomenal. So was it worth it? Probably. It was cool atmosphere. You're on vacation, so money matters a little bit less. Um you know, and it was it was a fun experience. So that was cool. I've I've eaten probably more expensive meals since then. Like some of the Disney buffets are actually very expensive, where you're paying, um, yeah. you know, like sixty seventy dollars a person. Well, that's so. what I was gonna say. I've been to some expensive buffets. That I'm not a buffet guy. I usually feel like you pay too much money, and I'd rather just have a really good meal. Yeah. Um. A lot of the time. Um, Especially at Disney, you're paying for the characters too. Yeah, which is fun, right? Yeah. It's fine. Um, but then I go to like a Brazilian steakhouse buffet. Yeah. I pay less money than that expensive buffet, and the quality is phenomenal. Yeah, you can eat for um, days. But recently, I guess I we did. Um, within the past two years, maybe went to like a a pretty nice steak place. Um, um nearby and. Yeah, the stakes are anywhere from seventy-five to a hundred and fifty or whatever dollars. Uh, we did it just to, um, but it was very good. Yeah. Um, it was very good. Was it worth it? Mm. Maybe if you do it once yeah. every occasionally. Um, and my buddy did get, he got one of the really really expensive stakes to just share. So we all got our own steak, but then we got one of the one. And then honestly, I, we all liked ours better. Like the, <laughs> it was like when I was like, I'm glad I didn't get that one because it was like my palate's not sophisticated enough to care. Because right. um, my steak was perfectly tender and delicious as it was. I didn't need the super massaged grass fed cow, yeah. like whatever silly business um they used to excuse that price so i'm a firm believer in that too is that at some point in time like i was raised very middle class like very right. american food like i've i've tried fancy things before and i'm like yeah i guess they're fine you know like yeah. and, or oftentimes like no that's that's horrifying why would you eat that um right so and like i've had some pretty good steaks in my own kitchen yeah right um that were very cheap um and I still give my friend crap because we picked this restaurant in Seattle and I thought it was awful. <laughs> and it was it was like a $75 steak or whatever. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah. And I told him like the steak we made last week at home in the cast iron that we probably 
bought for 12 bucks <laughs> was so much yeah. better yeah. like so much better um that's just how it goes sometimes yeah. i don't know i ate at a, a place in uh the sundance resort uh, which is in in Utah, called the Tree Room, and they actually literally have a tree growing in the middle of the the, the restaurant, um, and that was probably the best steak I've ever had at this point. It was phenomenal. But there was like, but it was one of those like I didn't pay for it. It was a a client right. dinner, but you know it was also one of those places where I think there was like ten of us, and the bill was like, and this was. 20 years ago this was in like 2002 and the bill was $1,600 or something ridiculous so you know but phenomenal steak so uh, what's what's the most expensive thing you've done Colin was it worth it I have no idea no idea yeah I literally have like I don't know I've probably had meals that were in the hundred to hundred and fifty dollar yeah. range yeah. and they were all good colby but i have i have no idea colby and i and my wife and his wife went to a pretty good place in uh in seattle um i don't remember what that place is yeah. called dylan it's, it's the place we always went to for like farewells and like the, the fancy seafood place blue Bla- oh. blue acres blue yeah blue acres maybe blue Acre. um and that was a that was an expensive dinner uh, but neither of us paid for it. That was comp by our work, my work. So that was good, though. I, they had they had some hash yeah. browns with sour yeah. cream that was pretty dope. So mm-hmm. yeah, I went to like a it's a fairly new restaurant around here, um, and it's like one of those fixed menu. It's just like yeah. seventy five dollars a person. If you're a vegetarian, there's an option for you, which is kind of the same thing, but without like Meat. yeah, with slight substitutions. Um, and it's like five courses, whatever. And it was delicious. I was starving when I was, <laughs> um, like the portions were just not, yeah, not there. Right. Like I'd almost, I'd have to go get a cheeseburger afterwards. <laughs> kind of thing. Like, it's just like, it's, it's kind of silly, that's but funny. It, I mean, it was good, but that's funny. Like that it. kind of cracks me up too. Is like, can I get a bowl of rice or something at least to fill me up? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Love it. Love it. All right. Uh, let's see. Next question. Uh, Prime fan wants to know, what is your opinion on Destiny's live service gimmick? And I don't know if uh, Destiny's live service is a gimmick necessarily, but like, what, what do you think about, about live service games of which I think right now, like, is there, can you think of another live service game besides Destiny right now? Really? I mean, I guess there's, there's a handful of games that have like seasons, but I think that seasons seem to be kind of different than what yeah. Destiny is trying to do. Um, I mean, World of Warcraft, I guess. Yeah. Except they kind of because do you have to pay for the new Destiny content? I think so. So so it's yeah, probably more so kind of like I mean I it's think kind of the kind of the same. Yeah. yeah. Um. F- there was a while where I was kind of into it. Like I kind of liked the idea of. Like, first of all, like a game that you could just play forever, um, but also right. a game that I could, like, play for a bunch and then, like, go away for a little while and then come back and play for a bunch. But I think that Destiny actually did a really bad job of that. Um, whereas if you go away and come back, it is incredibly confusing. And they keep, like, getting rid of their old content um, which I think is really strange. Like, there's part of Destiny that... I, actually, there's a lot of Destiny that existed at the launch of Destiny 2 that does not exist anymore. Um, and I think that's kind of weird, too. I, I tried to get my dad into it, because my dad's like a level 7,000 Fallout 76 player. I'm like, Dad, come play any other game but that. Like, I think you'd really like 
I think you'd really like um, Destiny. And he, he liked it mechanically, but we just couldn't figure out how to play it. Like a game that I'd spent, I mean, maybe not hundreds of hours playing, but like certainly probably close to a hundred hours of playing. And I just couldn't figure out where we were or what we were supposed to be doing or how we'd play it together or where he was half the time or how we did strikes anymore. Like the game had just changed so much that, that it was just confusing. It was very unwelcoming to new players. So I don't know. What do you guys think? I asked myself the question of like, how long am I actually going to play a game? And the answer is not long enough where something like that matters. Right. Um, and I mean, I guess I put a lot way more time into like Rainbow Six Siege, um, which is similar. Um, it has ongoing content that you pay for seasonally, kind of. Yeah. Um, but it's not so much. I, they'll add a new map and some new operators, but at the core, you're kind of. It's also kind of a PvP game, so. That kind of figures into it, too. I I don't know, because it's like, I'm not on this endless quest to complete all the story content or these new raids or whatever they are. Um, To me, that is way closer to, like, what uh, a Rocket League is, really. Like, you're just playing, essentially, a variation on the same level kind of over and over again. Right, they're kind of just adding new levels. Or Overwatch is the same thing, right? Like, um so I guess it's a matter of scale, kind of. Um, yeah. Destiny's giving you these pretty big expansions that I don't... Destiny feels good to play for the most part, but other than that, I don't really care about anything else that it does. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't find it particularly compelling. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't know how much I'm going to play. I don't like the m- marginally better weapons over time. Yeah. Um, this one's number is higher, so I'm going to use it. I get burnt out on that really fast. Because um, I don't find that... I mean, it's kind of like Diablo. Diablo, the weapon... But in Diablo, you can kind of make these really interesting synergies where I can just make my guy have absurd attack speed, and it kind of makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't get that feeling in Destiny. I kind of just have a weapon that's better than mine. I, I, um, I will say, though, that I do prefer the, like, numbers version of... Uh of destiny versus like the borderlands version though, where like a gun in, you know, if there's a couple different gun types in destiny and you know what they are and you kind of probably know which kind you like. And if the number's higher, it's just a better version. Right. It's kind of raw power level. But I appreciate the simplicity. Yeah. But man, like borderlands, I'm like, I don't know. Is this gun better? It looks like some things are better and some things are worse. And like I, for a game that is constantly throwing new guns at you, I got so bored of like, trying to decide if this thing was better than what I ever already had. It just seemed like I, a kind of a crap I agree shoot. with that cuz it gives you you have to do it with too many weapons. Yep. It would be fine if you if weapons were not that common, but it, it's literally just get rid of all the commons. Yep. Every like, time, don't even have them. Absolutely. Just tell them they're this like trash gun. Yep. Like doesn't even matter. Yep. Um and then yeah, and then you have a gun with a red ability, which is wacky. So it might be better, but it really has no stat that <laughs> attributes to it, um, which is fun. But within reason, it's just like because you want to find those cool guns, so you you're purposely looking for guns. But then the more guns you find, the the bigger pain in the yeah. butt it is. So yep, yep, uh, I agree. What about you, Cole? What do you think about that kind of stuff? I don't know. Like I. 
really like Destiny, but I've yet to find another like games as a service game that I'm like, oh, this is yeah. cool. Um, I play them like normal games where I beat them and then go, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Right. I don't think there's been any game past Destiny where I'm like, I'll stick around for a while. Yeah. After Wait, uh, Marvel Avengers is a good example because they they mm-hmm. tried to do it, but there was no reason to, to play. Like the main quest doing all the missions, great. It was awesome. Why am I? Why do I want to play more? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't. There was zero reason other than creating a higher raw power level for your character, but otherwise, yeah. literally nothing. Nothing is different um, other than you are more powerful. But if enemies scale, it doesn't even matter. Like it's, it, it's so weird. I don't know. Well, I think um, too, like the other side of that is. I think this is why I was so confused when PlayStation was like, we bought Bungie because we want to make five live service games in the next two years. I'm like, why? Who's playing them? Like, what's the... You can only play one. Yeah. I wonder if that's like a whale situation. Yeah, it could be. I wonder if those are like, you know, hey, these make money because there's 10% of the people who play these games will give us their life savings. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I just don't. But you have to like it, it, how. What else is Destiny monetizing other than the? It's all cosmetics. Do they have cosmetics? Yeah, and stuff? it's all cosmetics, yeah. okay. and uh, they're not even cool. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't understand it. But I put a lot of time into Destiny, and I did not spend a single right. dollar. Because I don't. I don't think it. that I. I as silly as I think Fortnite is. Like I get that people would want the Avengers or want these um, certain skins because, I don't know, they ha- they're they connected to some IP they like, right? Or goofy dances. But like to de- for Destiny, it's like, cooler Spaceman? Yeah. Eh? I don't know. I don't, it, it, I don't, I don't know. But I guess if someone's, if someone's paying yeah. from... I, I, I don't know if I've ever bought... Well, I was going to say, I, I did buy some... I did buy some Rocket League cosmetics, but uh, but I mean, like the thing is, is Rocket League cosmetics weren't exactly just cosmetics either. Like some of those cars were actually cool and had like different hitboxes and stuff. I mean, it was. I don't want to say you know I didn't buy the Batmobile because that had cool hitboxes. It actually had a really lame hitbox. I bought it because it was the Batmobile. Um, right. But like outside of that, I don't know if I've ever bought anything cosmetic wise. So yeah. I guess I guess I'm not the one there they bought yeah. that uh, that I'll for. buy cosmetics for a game that doesn't make me pay for anything else. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um just to like Deep Rock Galactic, I I'll buy their little cosmetic packs cuz what they do is they download or they sorry, they release a new DLC which has kind of a big addition to Yeah. the game and they say if you want to support us more, here's a cosmetic pack. Here's for $7. Yep. It's like okay, I'll throw you seven bucks because yep. you're giving everyone the content for free, and I'll get some cosmetics. Like I like that business model, yep. um, so I'll support that. Um, if another game makes me pay for content, then I'm not gonna buy the cosmetics. I'll I'll often buy stuff on games that like I get as a gift. Yeah, that, like, yeah. Uh, I got like I got like Wildlands for a gift, and I spent you know probably. 30 40 bucks in like kind of cool cosmetics because i put 120 hours into that game and i felt fine you with deserved that. it like yeah if, if i paid 60 bucks for it i probably wouldn't have makes sense to me all right uh next up what is your favorite theme park attraction 
you have one? All right, I'll go first. Uh, the the best theme park attraction in existence right now is uh, Rise of the Resistance at either Walt Disney World or uh, Disneyland. It is the it is I, I've been on it at both parks probably a dozen times now, and it is still breathtaking. I am every time I go on it, I am shocked by something I didn't see before. The level of detail is. It's just shocking. It's absolutely amazing. It's got a terrific queue. Um, Batu, where it is like set, you know, Star Wars land, is so detailed. I like. I, I I've told the story. I might have even told the story here, but I, I the first time we got to go was in Walt Disney World, and we very luckily just like lucked into our vacation um, landing on uh, an annual pass holder preview of it and so you know we got to go in for two hours and, and see it and my kids like this is this is a couple of years ago it's like 2017 2018 so or 20 2019 maybe so he's like 10 and is you know kind of a little bit rambunctious and whenever we get inside he's just like so overwhelmed by how cool it is like just you know like won't has just no chill i'm like dude just like calm down yeah it's cool but you know whatever just just chill out and then you walk into Batu, and you kind of come over this this area, and you look out at the Millennium Falcon sitting there, like landing there. And I, I literally stood there, just like my mouth open. It was just so fantastic. But that ride, like you believe that you are, you know, on a spaceship. You believe that that spaceship got taken by the Imperial, you know, by by the Empire. Like it's it's shockingly well done. Um, I, I honestly don't understand how some of it even works. It's it's the best ride in the park. Probably the the second to that is uh, Radio Springs Racers in Disneyland. That game is that ride is also spectacular. That probably my favorite. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Like the I've not got to do that Star Wars one yet. It was not possible to get on when we were there. Yeah. Um, it was just too crowded when, i guess when you come down you should have to you should pay for it to write it it's it's worth yeah. i mean it's it's dumb because it's like i don't know 12 bucks a person or 15 bucks a person that's fine. but it's it's I mean, worth it like i will pay if it guarantees you get on it and i'm yeah I, that's fine it's um, it's so good it is shockingly good um you, you think uh radio strings racers though is your favorite that's i i really enjoy that i all i mean honestly i like a lot of the rides yeah. at the disney parks uh, we also have a blast on the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That's always, uh, I don't, it's just like, it has a certain zaniness to it, it does, that you can absolutely. just imagine swinging your hat around like a prospector, yeah. like while you're riding around the mine car. Um, I thought the uh, Avatar ride was pretty cool. I've not ridden that yet. Um, I do not care in the slightest about Avatar. Um don't care at all have no desire to watch it i've seen a little bit of it um completely uninteresting to you me you actually have not seen the movie um, not all the way through oh. um i don't care at all um but, the but we did right. ride it we waited in the ride and like it was a really neat ride other than it was avatar so i didn't care at all um if i put a different skin on it and was just like I don't know, flying around on a dragon, breathing fire on my enemies. Like, I'd be like, this is pretty sick. Um, um, It does a lot of neat things that makes you feel like you're, um, like you can feel the lungs 
of the thing bre- uh, expanding oh, between cool. your legs, like that's when really you're cool. riding it. So it's like that immersion is it's pretty neat. Um, the only thing that I complain about is that it's Avatar, yeah. and I don't care. And I um, I loved Avatar the movie, um, and I have not ridden that ride yet. So yeah, I need to, you know, um, it's like an hour and a half wait though. Every time we're there, it's super long. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty long, but we when we waited, but we waited. So <laughs> you did it. Um, good stuff. I also I'm trying to think of if there's any I. I mean, I could say most. Of it. I could make an uh, argument for most of the rides that I really like. I'm also a uh, huge fan of uh, Carousel of Progress and uh, the Country Bears. Those are yeah. those are both very good. Those are more attractions than rides, but yeah. we ride those almost every, almost every time we're at, at uh, Magic yeah. Kingdom. We ride those. So, how about you, Cole? What's your favorite? I like the uh, Penny Arcade place and doesn't World exist anymore. Circa about 2005. Sorry, yeah, went away. Yeah, I know. That uh, time. I don't. I don't know if that's a ride or attraction. What's your favorite ride, Cole? Wait, wait in line on something and tell me what you're waiting on line for. I don't know. I don't really like rides. Colby all that much. likes Haunted Mansion the best. He told me. I like um, the uh, the spinny one at Lagoon. Um, like the Tilt a Whirl? No, the one next to the Tilt a Whirl. I don't know. <sighs> And so you got the four carts and they all spin and you got three arms and oh, four gross. carts and they yeah. all spin. Yeah. Uh-huh. I can't remember what that one's called. Yeah. There's like that Lagoon is a is a like regional theme park in Utah and there are a number of rides there that I can't even watch operate because they make me motion sick. There's there's one called the Magic Carpet <laughs> there that I literally can't watch. It 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 moves in ways that just make me motion sick watching it. So, ugh. you don't like the Magic no, Carpet? Oh god, no. I can't which one is the magic carpet? Um, it's right next to the Ferris wheel. It's the one that is like a giant magic carpet, and it like goes forward and backwards, and also spins independently. I don't know. Not my mm-hmm. not my know. thing. Makes me very ill. Uh, Monotone Screaming says, "What do you? Who do you think is the most fleshed out and interesting NPC in a game?" Um, I guess this is kind of, I, I did not realize that these these two questions were both here. What, who's your Who's your favorite NPC in a game? <sighs> Um, I think the guy. No, because like NPC for me is like such a weird term. Because, <laughs> because well, because I was thinking, I was thinking about it, and like, um, like Glados is an NPC, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But like when I think of NPC, I think of like I don't know Generic some like character. weird little side character yeah. in in, uh, you know, yeah, Skyrim. Like even if it is someone who's like kind of fleshed out, but like that's what I picture, not like a you oh this is a like a, almost an extra. Versus, uh-huh. Yeah, not oh no, not like the you know. Oh. Uh, sorry, I was uh, trying to clean up water and I accidentally closed our our chat. So we're we're gonna start over. Colby, we're not gonna start over though. <laughs> we're starting from the first. We're just gonna do everything we've already what done. What games have you played? But we're doing it again. No. Uh so Colby Welcome remembered the Bite Me podcast. He likes the Scrambler. Scrambler, yeah. Yeah. Which I think is actually the Scrambler's kind of similar to uh the uh Mater yeah. spinny ride. Oh, at, uh, we love that ride too. Yeah. It's uh, I uh, that's another one I can't ride. I've ridden it once or twice, and it gives me like an instant headache. Both times I've ridden it, I've just walked off with just a pounding headache. So, does it whips you around a little bit? Yeah, just 
does something weird to my brain. So, all right. Uh, oh no, we yeah. So we'd actually gone into the next question. Who do you think yeah. is the the most fleshed out, and interesting NPC in the game? So anyway, and I was talking about like how to me like an NPC is kind of like like a smaller character, not yeah, necessarily yeah. like possibly the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, Glados is a is a good choice though. Yeah, that's I what I was gonna go with Glados. If you know, uh, who's the guy in the first Red Dead? Who is he? An Undertaker, maybe? But he's yeah, definitely yeah. eating dead bodies. Oh, oh, I'm gonna go with the guy looking for Gavin in Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about him. <laughs> he's such a great character. <laughs> Uh, the Bloody Baron is a, is a pretty good character in The Witcher. That's I was kind of thinking about that since I played that kind of recently. Yeah, um, as good. a character is good, but also like facilitates a large portion of quests and stuff too. Huge, um, huge chunks. It's good stuff. I think a, I think a well a well written NPC is really what kind of makes or breaks a, a game for a lot of it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, cheap free games. Like I said, there are a lot of these. So like. Buckle in, I guess, if that's something you do. It's, I mean, like, if you're listening in a car, hopefully you've already buckled in. Um, I guess if you're just like, where else do people listen to podcasts? The only place to listen to them in my car. So I guess maybe at work. If you're if you're at work, you probably don't have any ability to buckle in. So you could like, like, do your belt buckle. Again. Tie yourself to your chair. Yeah, find an extension cord and tie yourself to your chair. That's what I'd recommend. Um, but, but be careful. Uh, let's see. Epic Games this week are both dumb. Um, <laughs> one is Black Widow Recharge, which I have I've never heard of the original. Like, I I would guess like super old school game called Black Widow. Does that ring any bells to you, Call? Me either. Yeah, meant nothing to me. So, but I guess it's an old game um, that they've recharged for Epic Games. Um, the other one is Centipede Recharged. And like, I do remember Centipede and I've, I've never I've heard wanted of Centipede. To, yeah, I didn't necessarily want to play that game again. So the the choices are not great. And then the other Epic Games game this week was, I don't remember what it was. Colby and I played it. It was like that free-to-play Monster Hunter game. Oh, uh, yeah. But uh, they're like, it's this. I'm like, but that game's already free-to-play. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I, I don't I don't know. Whatever. Epic Games, kind of a loser this week. Uh, game Pass, on the other hand, is pretty good. Coming out today, Far Changing Tides. It's a game about the kid on a boat. Cloud console and PC, uh, March 1st. Good. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator actually comes out on the cloud today, too, which is... Uh, Kind of cool because that game is like a hundred and fifteen gigs. <laughs> See, I thought it was like hundred and fifty gigs. It might be <laughs> so, like being able to stream and also like very, very demanding. So if you can, if you can offload that to someone else's PC to play on, you you might be better off. So I actually, I, I've always meant to try that, and I've I've never quite gotten around to it. So maybe I'll I'll stream that a little. It's bit pretty fun. It plays. I mean, yeah, I guess I I watched it was kid fun play. for like thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, and I'm then never I'm gonna like, be. What can I crash into? Yeah, I'm never. Where gonna... can I land? Yeah, did you did you fly over like your house and stuff though? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of fun. Um, yeah. We flew over our house and like my kids' friends' houses, and I tried to crash into my house. Yeah, did you? Uh, pretty close. I crashed into the RSL stadium. So. Close enough. Uh, Lightning returns. Final Fantasy thirteen is coming to console and PC March third. Um, 
Lightning, the star of the Final Fantasy XIII series, is poised to face her ultimate challenge, experience a new game world, a new battle system, and extended customization features. The world will end in 13 days. Once again, its face rests on the shoulder of one woman. Is this a new Final Fantasy game? Like, is... This is this is so. When did this come out? Ooh, this is this game is not well rated. Um, this game is very old. Like it's yeah. almost nine years old. All right, maybe it's great. Who knows? Uh, I solid. mean, you played Final Fantasy fifteen, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, but like this, the way these are are like Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy thirteen. That could be anything. Call like yeah, the naming are... and numbering of these games is. But Very, usually they don't go back. That's true. I was I was reading. My wife said something about one of the Battlefield games or Call of. Oh, it was it was like Call of Duty twenty twenty two gets pushed to twenty twenty three. She's like, how are they going to still name it that? I'm like, Haha, let me read you in order the Battlefield games. And she just sat there with her mouth open, going like, this is so dumb. I'm like, it's so dumb. She's like, but it's so dumb. I'm like, uh huh. Um, <laughs> Battlefield twenty forty three, Battlefield twenty forty two. Anyway. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero is coming to Cloud Console and PC on March 10th. That game is great. Um, I've played, it's a five, like, act game. It was released over, like, seven years as a serial. (laughs) Um, And it's absolutely fantastic. I've played the first act, and I'm very, very excited about playing the rest of it. It's kind of a... Walking sim, like, super light puzzle game. um, But incredibly well-written, like, really interesting graphic uh like uh design kind of of look so very cool check out kentucky road zero uh lawn mowing simulator comes out march 10th if you would like to mow lawns allergy free i i'm really excited to play that game for 45 minutes like super hyped to play that game for 45 minutes uh surprise drop marvel's guardians of the galaxy is coming out cloud console and pc also on march 10th which is great because i really want to play that game and i don't want to pay for it so that is cool um young souls uh is also coming out march 10th to cloud console and pc this is um actually the very last game i believe that i ever played at pax um before pax went away for a number of years and I've, it's it's one of those games that every once in a while I kind of, like, look into. Because I'm like, oh, that game was super cool. And, uh, like, oh, yeah, it's still coming. And I'm like, oh, that game is super cool. It's still coming. And apparently it's coming out March 10th. It's a, uh, like, beat-em-up RPG game. Uh, me, my kid and I played it together. You can play it co-op. And it was really fun. So look out for Young Souls on March 10th. Uh, March 16th, Tunic is coming out uh, on consoles and PC. Shredders is out Thursday, March 17th. Um, I believe that is console and PC as well. Uh, a Memoir Blue, which is that kind of strange sounding adventure game, is coming out, like Walking Sim kind of thing, coming out uh, March 24th. Uh, Crusader Kings 3 is coming out March 23rd. That is on console only because uh, it already exists on PC. And Weird West uh, rounds out the end of the month uh, on March Ooh. 31st. Yeah, Weird West looks great. I'm excited about that. There's actually a lot of games this month that I want to play, honestly. Um I kind of want to check out that far. I would like to play Kentucky Route Zero. I'd like to play Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd like to play Young Souls. I want to play Tunic, um, Weird West, and maybe a Memoir Blue. Like, there's... It's a lot. Uh, Xbox Gold this month. Uh, Flame in the Flood is available the 1st to the 31st. That is a very cool survival game. Um, it's got a terrific soundtrack, too. Just absolutely fantastic soundtrack. Uh, Street Power Soccer is available the 16th through April 15th. Um, I was I read that as Street Fighter Soccer and was kind of disappointed. Man, I would play Street Fighter Soccer 
like all over the place. That'd be great. Uh, Sacred Two Fallen Angel is coming out uh, available the first or the fifteenth. Um, Sacred games were the first Sacred game was good. I don't remember if the second Sacred game was good. The third Sacred was, game was. I think was, it was the third game. It was. Yeah, really the bad. third one was not good. Uh, SpongeBob's Truth, or, I thought it was Truth or Dare for a second. I'm like, what kind of weird game is this? Um, but it's Truth or Square, which hopefully is not going to like get you like ex- you know nothing weird's going to happen with that. I, I hope uh, March 16th to the 31st. Uh, PlayStation Plus this month is Ark Survival Evolved, uh, Team Sonic Racing, uh, Ghost Runner on the PS5, so that is a PS5 exclusive. Um, and then Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which I believe is also uh, PS5, only that's a that's like a standalone multiplayer game. So it's not Ghost of Tsushima. It's like a multiplayer DLC that they added, I think. So you're still going to have to pay money if you want to play real Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, PlayStation Now this month. Um, this is interesting. Shadow Warrior 3 is coming out day and date on PlayStation Now, which is the first time that's happened. So it's kind of a an interesting maybe foreshadowing perhaps on on what uh what's playstations now's like code name something real dumb code name i can't remember but it's dumb and there's like three tiers of it or something it's all confusing anyway shadow warrior 3 um i've heard it's not very good unfortunately so we will see uh crisis remastered so i guess that answers the question if playstation now can run crisis um presumably it can uh, Relicta? Relicta? I don't know anything about that. Relicta? Um, I barely knew her. <laughs> Chicken Police, Paint It Red. Um, Paint It Red was that game you really liked, wasn't it, Call? Like, where you just no, murdered a no, bunch of people? That, that was Paint the Town Red. Paint the Town Red. So this isn't, like, just murdering a bunch of chickens. No, then. no. It looks good, though. I, I have it on my wish list on Xbox. Yeah, this actually does look pretty good. All right. Uh, let's see. And then finally rounding out, uh, let's see, actually humble bundle. Sorry. I apologies. I got ahead of myself. Humble actually has three pretty good bundles going on right now. They've got the, uh, Sid Meier's ultimate bundle, which is, oh, $25, I believe. Oh, sorry. $15. And you get up to 21 items. And this is literally civilization six and Every single expansion, Gathering Storm, Rise and Fall, Vikings, Poland, Australia, Persia and Macedonia, Nubia, Kumer, 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 Kamer, in Indonesia. Um, so you get all of those. So it's it's literally Civ Six and eight expansions for Civilization. Um, plus you get Civilization Five, the complete edition. So that's Civ Five and all of its expansions. Uh, Civilization Beyond Earth, the collection, so that and all his expansions. Um, Sid Meier's Pirates, which is one of my favorite, like, way old school games. Like, I played that on, like, the Commodore, good stuff. Uh, Civ 4, the complete edition, so that's all Civ 4. Civ 3, the complete edition, so that's all Civ 3. Sid Meier's Starship, Sid Meier's Railroads, Sid Meier's Ace Patrol, Pacific Skies, Sid Meier's Ace Patrol, Sid Meier's Colonization, and Sid Meier's Covert Action. So, I mean, that is literally... Every single game Sid Meier has ever made for fifteen dollars, which you know, I I maintain that if we cyber cyberbully Sid Meier on uh, Twitter enough, we can get a new Pirates video game. I think we should try, man. Um, like something tells I suggested me suggested it, and no one joined in. Well, you know, I was hoping he would name search himself. 
<laughs> you didn't add him. <laughs> I, I didn't realize he was... Uh, I'm going to be honest here. I didn't realize Sid Meier was a person. Um, <laughs> and I made the tweet that if we cyberbully Sid Meier hard enough, maybe he'll make a new pirate. And then I'm like, I wonder if Sid Meier's a person. And I'm like, oh, he is a person. Yeah. And he's on Twitter. Sid Meier is... I didn't want to at him and be like... Notably pirate. famous game designer Sid Meier is actually a person. <laughs> well, I like I I suspected, but like it's I've never like seen him made. before. <laughs> like I don't know why. To me, like I, it just sounds made up. I just assumed that it was. He could just be like the Monopoly Man. Could be like like what was the guy who made uh, oh the big herb, uh, Lord Oh Lord British also yeah. a real person. Yeah, but, like, I don't know, like, I just pictured, like, I mean, his name is not Lord British. He has, like, an actual name, and that's kind of what I thought Sid Meier was. <laughs> he has an actual name. <laughs> I assumed I assumed Sid Meier was, like, a pseudonym, is what I'm saying. Uh, I, he, he, Lord British's real name, in case you're wondering, is Richard Garrett. I believe he yeah. actually has been knighted, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yes, you are correct. Sid Meier is a real person. He is making video games. And man, I'm so tempted to buy this, even though I know I will only probably play it like once before I realize that I am horrifically addicted to civilization and cannot play it in any sort of like way that respects my time or anybody else's time. But man, 15 bucks is a real good deal. It's a good um, deal. And I don't think I own Civ 6 yet. I own Civ 5. Maybe I should just do it. Um, anyway... Go, go do that humble bundle. Um, the overwhelming positive bundle gems is 12 bucks and you get uh, seven games I've never heard of. Um, Shadow Man Remastered, um, Clone Drone in the Danger Zone, Bang on Balls Chronicles, uh, Kathy Rain, the director's cut, Hunt Down, and uh, there is no game, comma, wrong dimension. I'm sorry, colon, wrong dimension, and Finding Paradise. I've never heard of any of these games, but all of them have more than 95% positive on Steam. So I played Clone Drone in the Danger Zone, I believe. Was it I good? I don't remember a thing about it. 97% on, uh, on the uh, Humble Store. I'm, I'm kind of curious about Bang Balls Chronicles. I've seen that video. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, anyway, uh, you can get all of those for 12 bucks. Uh, the last one is the Humble Book Bundle is um, Video Game Histories by Boss Fight Books. Um, and I've read a couple of these. Um, I read I read a really interesting one on like Final Fantasy. What? So let's see. Final Fantasy 1 and... Let's see. In the United States, Final Fantasy 6 is Final Fantasy 3. Or Final Fantasy 3 is Final Fantasy 6. Are 1 and 2 actually 1 and 2? Yes. So. Uh, and then 3 was not released. And then 4 four was also not released. And yeah. then 5 is Final Fantasy 2. And 6 is 3. I don't know. Either way, it was about one of those ones that was not released in this country. Um, and was all. It was written by a guy Probably who. Probably 3. Yeah. It was written by a guy who. Um, was part of the like volunteer team to translate that game from Japanese to English. And I don't think he actually spoke Japanese at the time. So it was, I, I read it a number of years ago, but it was, it was really, really interesting. So all of these are written by, um, just like people, a lot of them are journalists. Um, but like the Splunky one is actually written by Derek Yu, who made the game. 
Um, and they're all just interesting. They, they just have, like, you know, backgrounds about them. I actually bought this bundle, and I'm reading the Kingdom Hearts 2 one right now. Um, and they're just interesting. Like, especially if you like these video games, you probably read it and go, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So for uh, 18 bucks, you get 31 books. Uh, Splunky, Knights of the Old Republic, Red Dead... Uh, the first one, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, Metal Gear Solid, Resident Evil, Final Fantasy V. Um, I think that might be the one I read, actually. The Final Fantasy V one. Um, Shovel Knight, uh, Majora's Mask, Silent Hill 2, Final Fantasy VI, Earthbound, Galaga, ZZT, Chrono Trigger, Jagged Alliance 2, Mario Brothers 2, uh, Continue, the Boss Fight Books Anthology, Mario 3, uh, World of Warcraft, Baldur's Gate 2, Mega Man 3, Soft and Cuddly, I don't know what that is, uh, Katamari Damacy, uh, NBA Jam, Postal, Breakout, Shadow of the Colossus, Bible Adventures, Nightmare Mode, a Boss Fight Books anthology, and then a coupon for more Boss Fight Books. So, like I said, the couple of these I've read have been really good. So if you want to read more about your favorite video game and it was in that list, probably worth 18 bucks to, to pick them up. They're, they're it's, fun. It's weird how many of these people that wrote these books I have heard on um, podcasts, but not talking about the books. Yeah, they're, they're all, like I said, a lot of them are... Um, like just like video game people, like the Metal Gear Solid ones written by Ashley and Anthony Birch. Um, Ashley Birch is a voice actress in a number of games, and Anthony Birch was a developer on Borderlands. I think we saw him talk. Dylan was it? Was he was he a Borderlands guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, they're they're all they're all famous people to some degree, um, for the most part. Uh, but they're fun. Absolutely, absolutely worth your eighteen dollars. Um, let's see. Finally, Twitch Prime for this month actually has some some pretty good stuff in it. Actually, uh, Madden NFL 22. If you're a sports gamer, getting Madden NFL for free is a pretty good deal. That is also on Game Pass right now. Um, Surviving Mars, which I've heard is a great strategy game. Um, Crypto Against All Odds sounds like it's probably stupid, but but maybe not. Apparently, it's a it's a, it's a tower defense game. Uh, where you take on the role of a cybersecurity expert to fight against hackers and other blockchain threats. So I'm I'm undecided right now. There's a 50-50 chance that installs something like mine Ethereum on your computer, though, I think. Um, look inside Pester Quest. The one I'm super excited about is SteamWorld Quest Hands of Gilgamesh, uh, which is a game I've wanted to play for like two years and have never purchased. And so I guess my procrastination... Um, Says I get it for free, yay! And then a game called The Stillness of the Wind. That sounds very pretentious, but I kind of like it. So we'll see. Uh, so some good stuff on Twitch Prime. Obviously, you have to be a Amazon Prime subscriber to get access to that. Uh, but I think that is all for this week. A bunch of free games, though. It looks like March is a pretty good month if you want to play some video games. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to you want to chatter about before we wrap this one up? Scrambler. Mm. Colby, Colby wants Rambler. to go to Colby's going to go to Lagoon and ride the Scrambler. Um, if you're within like 150 miles of Salt Lake, just go drive to go drive to Lagoon. It's the second biggest zoo in Utah and the first saddest. <laughs> first saddest zoo on the West Coast. <laughs> oh, it's it's absolutely there, there are like petting zoos next to gas stations <laughs> that are. <laughs> are nicer and less depressing than the Hogul or the zoo at uh, Lagoon. Lagoon. Like you could hire a dude 
like off of Craigslist that had a uh, like a petting zoo, and he'd bring it to your house for a party, and you'd go like, "Well, these animals seem significantly better cared for and happier." <laughs> they do. I've have- never seen the Tiger King documentary, but I'm guessing all those animals are in far better condition and treated better than the zoo at Lagoon. Oh, it's so sad, so sad. And they only exist so like there's no zoo you can walk through. They only exist so you can ride a train around and see animals from the train. <laughs> Very sad animals. Very sad animals. They do have an old west shootout though, so that's something. Great log flume. Hey, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure these kangaroos just like this uh, concrete cage they're in. <laughs> just that's what it it's like Australia. in Australia. Just, just uh, sun and concrete. Maybe don't go to Lagoon. Uh, Laguna Beach is pretty fun though. Go swimming. Um, Laguna Beach is vastly superior to Wild Waves, which is Dylan's closest um, water park. So, you know, I don't know why they put a water park in Washington, honestly. <laughs> First of all, yeah, it can only be open like four months a year. Yeah. Um, second of all, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, I I got my tickets for free and I still felt like I got ripped off somehow. That doesn't happen very often. So it's what it is. It is what it is. All right, guys. Uh, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com. You can follow us on the social medias at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join us on Discord and chat with delightful people like Dylan and Colby and myself uh, and a host of other zany characters uh, at BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord. You can join or donate to our Extra Life team at BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life. Dylan, 